Hello, and welcome to the Lola Community Podcast. Here you'll find conversations, practices, teachings, musings, all sorts of goodies, um, just to deepen your own awareness, knowledge, self-inquiry. These are things that we're really passionate about, about over here in the Lola community. Um, we are really a hybrid community. We offer live events and retreats in the Washington, D.C. area. And then we also have online communities, this podcast, of course, and other supportive resources. If you go to the newly revamped and revised lolacommunity.com, you will find everything you need to learn more about us. But more importantly, we have offered you the resource section. So go to lolacommunity.com and click on resources. There you will find yoga practices. You will find access to our self-compassion challenge. You will find access to my book, Delight, and also Plan to Thrive, the ultimate time and energy management guide. So lots of goodies for you guys to help you deepen your own inner life, to connect to other soul sisters in our community and beyond, and just to really inspire and uplift your everyday life. So we hope you enjoy and please remember to share, share, share. For small communities like ours, the most important thing is authentic sharing and engagement. We love to know the members of our community. So sharing podcast episodes with your friends or loved ones, um, sharing links to our writing or our community retreats, all of that really does matter in terms of strengthening our community and being able to really find the women who want to do this kind of work. So thank you in advance for being such an advocate for your own healing, your own well-being, and your own deep self-care. The Little Om podcasts are always so timely and useful. Pleasance has a way of connecting with her guests that bring out the best in them. I could feel Rachel's passion and dedication to her work. This is cutting-edge trauma resolution practices, and it feels so gentle and right for women. I'm excited to listen again with my notebook in hand to receive wisdom from these wise sages. Hey, everyone. It's Pleasance, and today is a very special episode. It's just me, and I am giving you an in-real-life update for... May and spring 2019. Um, Today is the last day of May and we're transitioning into summer schedules, summer heat. Um, And I wanted to pause and reflect because this is a really special week for our community. Why? Because we are one year old this week. So on May 28th last year, on my 40th birthday, I had set a date to start the podcast and started it last year on my 40th birthday. So now we have been together as a community learning and questioning and sharing for one year. And, you know, I, that feels like a really big deal for consistency and also for devotion to this community because the podcast, um, is not like uh, is not a big money maker like it doesn't pay my bills it is a labor of love i love 
having this platform to chat with you, to talk to amazing teachers and authors and friends and doctors. I mean, when I just think of this past year and the conversations and the things that I've shared with you, um, it brings so much meaning and joy to my life. Um, I've learned so much and it's not always easy, um, especially for a creative. It's not always e easy to be so consistent, um, but I've learned a lot of tricks and tips over the past year. Um, I've now helped other people start their podcast, which is really fun because, you know, I like helping people. Um, so I'm really proud of this i'm really proud of the work that we've done here and i'm really proud of our community um, the listeners and in dc and then beyond for just reaching out for your emails and your hey i loved that your text i get a lot of fun texts from friends or family who say i listened to this and this was really awesome or i love this person or wow and that again for someone who's really committed to um, making a difference in the world in small little ways like we haven't hit 1 million downloads guys we're not a huge community we don't have hundreds of thousands of downloads and followers um we're a pretty tight-knit community and i think that you know sometimes the value of that really gets lost and the thing that i love most about our current stage of business is that we're so personal i know so many of you i know your outer life I'm always learning more about your inner life. I'm sharing mine with you. Um, so for me, it's really an act of love. It's an act of, it's really a way that I can respect the teachings that we bring forward and these amazing humans that I feel so lucky to have in my life. I just, you know, especially the past, I would say 10 years, I just am a magnet for these amazing healers and teachers and high vibey women and men. And I'm learning so much and it's really impacted my relationships and I'm hearing from you guys every day. It's helping yours. So that, you know, you reaching out and sharing helps be the motivation on like, you know, a random Friday at 2 p.m. when it's nice out and I could be laying in the hammock and I say, no, I want to just go record this podcast for the one year celebration anniversary to say thank you thank you thank you and give you just some quick updates on my own life um i've been so open and honest about some of these topics that i'm going to share with you today and it just feels really um it feels like there's uh, it, it feels really important for me to sort of close the loop in some areas especially because so many of you have been asking me offline so First thing I want to report is thank you all so much for the love and support around Milo, the pieces that I've shared around his anxiety and around the difficulties that we've had. Um, also, I was pursuing looking at homeschooling for him and Waldorf and a bunch of different school options. And um, we have decided actually to leave him right where he is <laughs> for next year. So after this huge sort of nine month journey I've been on exploring um, where to move him and what to do with him, we've decided to keep him where he is. Now, what's the bigger... So one of the things that I'm obsessed with in the work that I do is taking the micro or the specific situation and then zooming out to make it a macro teaching. So the micro or the specific here is that, yes, my son is having a lot, has been having a lot of issues this year. I've been working with them. He has a 
a regular therapist um, that we were seeing to help him before he started, before he went to see him. Um, we uh, did some craniosacral. I got his gut checked and we also did a neuropsych. So I'm really looking at all of the angles of mind, body, spirit for helping him with his own healing because I'm because of the patterns and behaviors in his life that I was noticing. So my approach is very holistic to his healing. Um, over time, now what we know is that the best thing for this child and what is actually true, which is he does not have Asperger's and he does have anxiety, is to keep him where he is and stabilize him there with his other supports. The craniosacral, um, we are going to do some gut work because there is some things that came up there and also um, having him have a therapist. So we're doing a multi-prong approach. Um, what is the bigger teaching? is that I spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time and energy and emotion and money and resources on helping his social emotional because that's very important. It's a high priority for me. And even though we're ending up in the same place, this whole nine months has been a fantastic exploration and deepening of our relationship of my um, own patterns and habits and behavior that may have been getting, um, may have been triggering him um, and, and causing some of the behavior or my husband or my daughter. Um, and the amount, I'm coming out on the other side of this just so clear and confident that I know that this next choice we're making is the right next choice, even if we have to change again next year. It's kind of like, with parenting, I just see it right now as like, okay, this is the current stage and this is the this is the information that I have. I'm using my mind, I'm using my body, I'm using my soul to help navigate the choices for our family and um, doing it with the, like all of the information that I currently have. So what have I learned coming out of this nine month exploration is that number one, like we all, I know that you guys have read the research about nature and space and time. I know that you are aware of a lot of well-being practices. It's time to really implement them for our children. So having kiddos with anxiety, um, or I would say any overstimulated family, making the space and making the commitment to nourish and nurture your child's mental, social, and emotional health um, means in our family, it means carving out a ton of downtime on the weekend so that we can go in the woods and we could go camping and we could go fishing and we could just go for a hike, him and I. It is so healing for him. So returning to nature as a real commitment to our family health and my son's health has just been such a blessing. Um, also, what I've learned over these past nine months is I am just completely supported by the most powerful, beautiful, strong, intelligent women who've been wrapping their arms around me and checking in on me and checking in on him and texting me, how's he doing? Here's I have one shout out to my friend Courtney who sends me texts and quotes and, and sermons and all kinds of wonderful content to help me move through this season and it really has um and so i just again when we go through something and we we're kind of on rocky terrain or there's a lot of unknown i think um 
for some of us, the habit is to go inward and not talk about it and feel really afraid. And what I'm really encouraging us to do when we have those times and those moments in our life is to actually open up about what's going on and let our circles support us and let the women who love us wrap their arms around us and take care of us and bring us tea um, or go for walks in the woods, which I've done a lot of lately. So um, I, I really look at this past nine months of exploring Milo's inner life and his um, what's going on with him as being such a gift to my relationships and to my own um, experience. So the, the, again, the micro or the specifics of my dynamics with him, but the macro is really when things are hard, can I accept help? Can I reach out? Can I be honest? Can I do what it takes, um, on the three pronged approach of mind, body, soul to really work with (coughs) what's presenting? (coughs) Okay. Next is a little update on drinking. And I, this kind of hit me over the head. So this will kind of coincide for a minute about the Ayurveda conference, which I went to in California in April, which was amazing, 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 amazing. I totally loved it. And I felt validated that Ayurveda and sharing Ayurvedic wisdom is definitely part of my journey and my path and my Uh, future and it's just it feels just like a yes 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 all over my body everything I learn validating the teachings it was so deeply nourishing and loving to be around all these practitioners I learned so much um, and I am excited about sharing that with you in the future but one of the things the closing speaker said who's actually coming to DC Um, in June, which will be awesome to go see him. If anyone wants more information on that, just reach out to me and I'll send it to you. Um, But what he said was that, you know, a lot of times we get into these modes of discipline um, and being very rigid with certain behaviors. For example, I'm not going to eat dairy. I'm not going to eat gluten. I'm not going to like having these huge, um, you know, to kind of the way that he was talking about it, it was more in terms of a more Western mindset of discipline and rigid masculine energy where we completely exclude things and we kind of have this break, right? And he was like, you know, I think that our lives and joy really happens more in the middle. And this to me is something I've taught many times. I don't, this is not a new concept to me, but that moment in April when I heard it, I realized I would like to see how it feels to have a glass of wine. I would like to see how it feels to have a beer. I would like to see how it feels. Like now, I've had this long experiment. I really want to know what it's like. Like, will it be joyful? Will I want five more? Will I be able, will I be drinking every day if I have one? Like, I just wanted to sort of play with the boundaries that I had set for myself because I really do believe if unless you have um, like a real serious, obviously, I'm not saying if you're an addict or you have a disease to go in the middle to, to really learn to trust yourself, like what is true for you? And I have a habit, especially in my spiritual practices, when I was practicing Zen Buddhism, I have a habit of going very extreme because I am able to really kick up that pit of fire and be very rigid. And that's definitely what I did with drinking. And it was definitely the right thing to do on July 1st, 2018. Like that, I heard it. I answered the call. I did it. It was awesome. It was hard. It was wonderful. It got me through a lot of interesting things. I've talked about it a lot. Um, And then when I heard him say this, I said, it was just like that same kind of divine intervention. Like, 
What if you have one once in a while? So I've been having a drink here and there and it's awesome. It's really fun. I love it. It's not causing problems. There's no headaches. I'm still getting up at 4 a.m. Um, it's not every day and it's still very joyful. So experiment, experiment, experiment. Um, not too tight, not too loose, in moderation, the middle path, you know, I'm not thinking about it all the time. I think it's really important if you have bad habits. And in this case, in my case, my over drinking was a very bad habit. If you have bad habits that you want to break, I do think it's important to take an extended leave of absence or an extended sabbatical so that you can really get to the heart of what's going on. So you can really get to the heart of um, what is going on with this relationship. What is what is it, what are you noticing? I mean, there's so many things I notice, and I've shared them all in the podcast about not drinking in terms of numbing joy, not really pain, because I'm really good at working with pain. But I noticed that I was keeping joy at arm's distance also or numbing it with alcohol. So the point of all that is experiment, not too tight, not too loose, and enjoy your life. But you know your patterns and behaviors and habits, so use that. So if you're someone who has a really hard time taking a break from things or you get in you get stuck in bad habits or patterns or behaviors that don't feel good to you then yeah you might need an accountability partner you might need a little you might need a year of a break of something rather than 6 or 9 months like you get to determine based on who you are and that's what I'm saying is I use the information of my old habits and patterns about how I can be super rigid and take things really to the extreme. Um, And that does not always serve me well. In lots of cases, I can think about how that did not always serve me well. So I'm finding my way home um, and it's shifting and changing. And that's the other reason why I really wanted to share that is like, I just want to be open about what's true. And this is what's true for me right now. And it doesn't make me a good person. This is the other thing that I sort of felt like was happening um, because sobriety is very hip, um, is becoming more and more hip, is that sober equals good and drinking equals bad. And I don't know that that's the case because I know plenty of people who don't drink but use a lot of marijuana or other things. And I just want to take away all of these like binary ways of thinking about our actual lives It doesn't mean you're good or bad. You can be a good person and have a glass of wine. You can be a crappy person and have a glass of wine. Same with everything. And I just want to keep living that way. Even though my habit is to go to the extreme, I feel like I'm getting better at finding my way back to the middle and back home to myself and what's true for me right now, which also leads me to the next um, topic that I wanted to talk about, which was just adult relationships. And The only thing I really want to say about this is I've been dealing in my own life um, with some shifts and changes of with a very, very um, uh, deep, long, beautiful friendship um, and been dealing with a separation of this friendship since January. And what I have learned is that I just feel like, again, this is not an area where mainstream society talks about a lot, that this navigating this this issue with this friendship over the past few months um, has been so painful and there's been lots of um, grief and loss. And and so one of the things that I'm coming to terms with is, as I continue to explore my 40s and 50s and hopefully 60s and 70s and 80s is that there's all these little pockets of things that happen in life 
that I'm curious about that we don't always talk about. And adult relationships is something I'm really curious about, how we sustain them, how we let them go when they're not feeling good anymore. How do we really work in adult relationships when we've got a history of bad habits and one of us is really into self-growth and transformation and one might not be? Um, And again, not as a judgment in terms of something's good and something's bad, but more of a Like, what does this really feel like? And how do we love each other and let each other go? So I've really been thinking a lot and we'll probably write a a bit about it maybe this summer about friendships. But if any of you um, are interested in that, reach out to me because I'm I'm curious if other people have gone through this um, kind of dissolving relationships or changing relationships and, and what that feels like. And sometimes I think, again, things happen and of course people grow apart, um, but you know, how do we honor the history that we've had, but also honor where we are right now, especially if the relationship is not healthy for all the parties. Um, And the last thing I wanted to do is just give you a little bit of an update on this summer. So it is Pitta season. Let's talk a little about Ayurveda. What are things we do when it's hot? So water, 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 wash your hands with cool water, swim in cool water, take baths with cool water. Um, Coconut, mint, and rose are very good, and cilantro are the cooling remedies in all ways. So coconut oil for your body, for your food, for, you know, just knowing that coconut oil is a a cooling oil. mint tea, mint spray, rose spray, rose tea, um, smelling roses. And then cilantro is the cooling. You can make a cilantro tea or just having cilantro over your rice or your salad is wonderful for cooling. Um, So be mindful of your sharp tongue, (laughs) pizza people like myself. Be mindful of your uh, frustration or anger towards others and really maybe think about some strategies to move that anger or that heat through your body. It can also be a great time to tighten up some of your productivity, meaning your schedule. So I am in the process of changing my schedule for the summer. So Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I will be seeing clients at my house. I'll do group work. um, And those will be my admin content days um, where I'm really working with clients in my group. So right now this summer I have Lola, which is wrapping up in July. It's a seven month course. Summer school, which is starting. And then I also have teaching assistants, my TAs, who are helping with the summer school program. And they are all graduates of Lola or Thrive Um, And so I've got these three different groups and my private clients and private mentorships, which can happen Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Tuesdays and Thursdays will be writing days. I am working on a new book that I cannot wait to bring and birth in the world about Ayurveda and motherhood, Ayurveda and families, a daily guide, a practical daily guide for your real life. Um, It is, I cannot wait to get this in your hands Uh, essential oils, affirmations, mantras, seasonal shifts, time of day, like really basic practical stuff um, to give you the tips and the tools um, that are in a digestible way, specifically for moms and families. Um, I don't know about the publishing. So here's the deal. I've set myself, I've set my schedule. I'm changing my schedule right now to accommodate for this writing time, to accommodate for clients and business and kind of summer. Um, And I've given myself the deadline of the end of the year 
for the writing, and I'm doing two things on the publishing. I'm looking at the options to get a publisher, to get an agent and a publisher, and pursuing that. That is like a full-time job in terms of writing the proposal and um, reaching out to people and trying to make those connections. On the other side, if I don't really have leads by the end of the year, I'm going to self-publish. I may even move that date and just get I don't know what's going to happen is what I'm trying to say is that I know this this book has to come into the world and I'm looking at all my options. I don't want to wait three years for you guys to have it. And if going the traditional publishing route, even though the reach is bigger, it's just super tricky because I, I want you to have it and I want you to have it sooner rather than later. But I know my audience is not huge. So this is just one of those big questions I have right now that's unknown. There's not an answer. In the meantime, focusing on writing the book and reaching out and doing the work that needs to be done is my priority. Um, Because I really feel like I just, we've, I, these Ayurvedic practices and tools are so helpful. They're intuitive. They're aligned with nature. They're calming. They're deliciously healthy in every way. I'm not talking about food. I'm talking about sensual. I'm talking about relationship. I'm talking about healing. Oh, it's so yummy. And I need you to have it. (laughs) So I'm aligning my whole life to, to make the space to do the writing while I have my other pieces going on. I have been writing in the mornings. Most of you guys know early, um, writing this, uh, personal narrative memoir about manic depression, and high school and sort of a bit about my life Um, but it's actually I'm putting it on pause to focus on this Ayurveda book because that is how strongly I feel about these teachings getting into your hands given the number of women and families um, and men now too that I interact with daily who are not in a good place mentally physically spiritually so um, that is where I'm at those are my summer plans that's what's been going on in my life. That is um, just about it. The only thing I want to say to wrap up is that season three of the podcast officially starts uh, in June and it will be Rita and I uh, weekly um, talking about teachings, what's coming up in Lola, uh, questions, real life, um, super casual, hopefully some practices. We're going to see how it goes. I also would love to do some live mentoring, live conversations with people who might be open to that. So if that's you, reach out to me. Um, if you want to do some work on here where we just kind of talk about maybe what's coming up with you and what are some of the Ayurvedic practices or self-healing practices that could help. In the meantime... Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of my life. Um, Let's just keep enjoying this time together, honoring our time together, all of our teachers, all of our supporters, our children, our spouses, people who love and take care of us, just honoring them in this moment um, as we kind of step into the next season together. So Om Shanti, peace to you all.